You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in the 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shurgunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses. Love is in the air, and it is often said, when you love someone, you will do anything for them, including protecting and providing for them. Today, I want to talk about why and how life insurance, which is something that's been on my mind, is something everyone needs to consider, as well as how much do they really need to have in coverage. So I've just been seeing a lot of advertisements, and you probably as well these days, uh, for Valentine's Day. And even an article this morning in Wall Street Journal is kind of making fun the fact that Valentine's Day this year is going to look different for everyone just because we're still going through COVID and I'm really um, able to go to that many places for a fun night out uh, with your loved one. But before we kind of head into the fun part, I wanted to really dive in deeper in this topic of life insurance. Now, full disclosure, I'm not a salesman or saleswoman of life insurance. I don't have a license to do that, but I do have a license to give advice um, because I'm a certified financial planner as to you know what what insurance you should consider and how do you calculate the actual coverage and, and things like that. So not specific uh, products uh, because for that you need somebody who is a licensed agent. So let's talk about first why um, it's important. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's important to understand that everyone's reasons are different for why life insurance um, is something you should consider. But the bottom line, it really comes down to providing protection for your family in case you're not here and you can't support them financially. That's all the life insurance does. And so I am really more about understanding how we can replace someone's income in case they're not, not here. And so here are the typical uses of life insurance. Number one, we already discussed replace income. Two, cover funeral expenses. Maybe you have a business, a business and there's a partner you want to buy out their share. So that is something that's often used because it provides a capital to do that because you may not be in position to sell your business if your partner unexpectedly passes away. You may want to think about debts that need to be paid off. And often enough, life insurance is used to plan to pay off estate taxes. So these are the most typical reasons why you may want to consider. But I think all of us would agree that replacing income is definitely number one. There are different types of life insurance that would be best suited for whatever reasons you have to obtain this insurance. So, And I'm really focusing on permanent uh, insurance versus term. So permanent insurance is, is a type of insurance that you carry and you pay for for the rest of your life. And so that would be something more suitable to pay to help you pay off estate taxes um, and provide maybe a burial fund, funeral expenses. So really here for types of clients we work with and 
looking at their needs, busy professional families, their needs are now. Their needs are, how do I make sure that if I can't support my, my, my young kids right for their college education, there's, there's money to do that. And so that's where the term insurance comes in because it is a lot less expensive. You don't have to pay premiums forever and it provides you the coverage for the term that you need it. Is your need to provide for your kids for the rest of your life? No, it's not, right? So you look at that timeline and say, all right, my responsibilities are now for the next 18 years. If you have young kids or maybe you know they're a little older so your timeline shrinks. So therefore, you look at that and, and factor that in when you're determining how long the term should be. So let's kind of focus on how do we, well, deciding obviously which type of insurance is, is important, but also, um, you know, how much of this coverage do you really need, need to think uh, through before you just jump on and, and buy it? And there's a couple of ways. So I'm focusing on the term coverage here. Um, there's a couple of ways how you can calculate what the, the amount needs to be. Uh, and so I'll describe two ways to you so that you kind of have a ballpark idea. First one is called multiples of income. And this is really probably most typical way to, to say, all right, here's a ballpark number based on a, a variable or a factor, income factor. That's what a lot of times insurance companies use based on your age bracket. And so they, they take, for example, your income, or your salary in look at the age bracket they say you're 35 year old your income factor is 25 these are these are just examples they're not real numbers every insurance company will probably have their own tables and so you take your $100,000 per year income you multiply it by 25 uh, as an income factor so that just tells us that you probably need to carry 2.5 million dollars worth of coverage so, all right, well, I mean, that's not too bad, right? $2.5 million is a pretty substantial amount. So that makes me think about what the cost of that will be. And that really de- uh, depends on how healthy you are and lots of other factors. But the first question to answer is, do you really need to have that much coverage? And that's where capital analysis, capital needs analysis comes in, where we can get into the more detailed thorough work through an approach as to how do you actually calculate the needs of a family. And so here's some ideas to kind of keep in the back of your head, because it isn't just the income replacement that we're after. We just kind of highlighted what are typical families in their mid-30s and 40s are looking for. So is it to replace their income? If they're unexpectedly gone, that's true. So that, that checks off the box. But these kinds of families typically may, may have debts that they want to get rid of, right? Or not burdened their loved one if they're not here. So debts are on the list. But when you're just replacing income, you aren't really thinking about, all right, well, what is what does my financial statement look like? And what is my debt section? Do I have a mortgage? Do I have other obligations that would be nice to pay off um, in case I'm not here? What kind of goals, and this is the one I love the most, is, is this uh, section is, that talks about goals. So what kind of goals am I working toward uh, individually and as a, as a family? What are we thinking about? I know for families who have kids, education is a big one. So how do you ensure that there is an education fund available for when kids are ready to go to college? So that's that's a big one. What about your own retirement, right? Well, I guess in case of life insurance, if you're not here, that's not that important. But 
these are the typical goals. What if you wanted to buy a house? That might be something to think about. So to go back and give you an example, an individual who is 35 years old makes $100,000, may need $2.5 million just on a straight out calculation to replace his his income. Well, what if we start to add debts, right? What if there's a mortgage of $500,000? So that needs to be factored in in the overall total amount. What if you want to p- provide a college fund for your kids, right, that uh, pays for $50,000 per year cost in today's dollars uh, for four years? So that's another $200,000 to add at the top. So all of a sudden, if we just were replacing income, paying off the mortgage and having a, a college education fund, that increases your need by right? Another $700,000. So all of a sudden you're looking at $3.1 million. So this is just a rough calculation of what you would look at. So I wanted just to kind of get you the idea and thinking about the components of what might be necessary to think about when you calculate amount, right? What is the amount that's appropriate for your family situation, for your own needs? And so the next layer of of complexity comes in is what is it going to cost, right? Because I know a lot of people shy away from, okay, well, that, you know, this larger amount is going to cost me this much money. So how do we, um, you know, kind of keep the cost down, if you will? And so there's something called a layering or a layering approach. And I've used this quite a lot with clients to kind of really map out that trajectory of, what are your responsibilities? I've sort of alluded to it already, but what are your responsibilities and how long are they going to last? So it's it, like an example of where you're responsible, for example, to take care of your kids for a certain period of time. After they're gone and off to college and launched, your responsibilities will go down. So the need for insurance go down. So perhaps buying multiple policies with different term lengths um, so that you can stagger them and then they fall off, right? Or you stop paying premiums if it's a term insurance because your needs are not there anymore. So for example, maybe you need to get a 30-year $500,000 policy. Um, then the next one would be a 20-year $1 million policy, right? So if we're shooting to like, to get to two $2.5 million, then maybe the next next one will be uh, 10 years $500,000 policy. So that's almost two. So maybe you need to get a five-year policy for $500,000. So basically you create a layer. And what's really interesting about that, I, of course, you got to get, um, I get, you got to get pricing from, from insurance brokers, but I have seen a tremendous um, savings in cost because of, of, of creating this layering uh, strategy and, and really tailoring to support what your goals are. Because insurance companies are looking at this from this lens. Here's an individual, and you may, you may actually create a layer of, of something like that with multiple insurance companies, which is also probably a good cost savings mechanism. But their kind of view is, well, you know, there's this individual who wants to insure, be insured for $2.5 million total, and that's a lot for us to take, for example, right? That's, these are the, the, the algorithmic calculations that they go through. That's a lot to give to one person, right, for a 30-year timeline or 20-year timeline. But if there's this individual, exactly the same individual, who wants less of an amount for less of a term, 
then you know we will price it differently. So pricing also does vary, but I definitely seen difference when you create these kinds of layers. So I know this is a lot to think about, and this is more of a technical kind of conversation, but I thought it was really, really nice to sort of pair it up with all the Valentine's Day stuff that's kind of happening. And I know this year is different. So perhaps instead of buying a box of chocolates and flowers for your loved one or whatever it is that they doing a carry out and, and, and you know, sitting at home um, and staring at your TV screen, maybe you can hop on a computer and just you know price out and see what an insurance policy can can get you and there's plenty of resources online for you to buy insurance it's just i wanted you to be more educated about how do you calculate this amount think about what what your family needs are and and really start to um to get out there and 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 price out the quotes so i hope that i've gotten you interested in giving a little bit more love to your loved ones this uh, Valentine's Day, or even beyond that, it isn't always about um, about that, but it's it is really um, something that y- you can put in place at any time. Until next time, remember you are the bosses of your own money. Hey, money boss! Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.